You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. And with the start of this new year, many people that I know are really struggling. Um, I don't I don't know how it feels for you, but um, some people were saying like it feels like more of the same thing. When 2019 starts out uh, with Philly's first homicide 17 minutes into the new year, and, and the government was already on its longest shutdown in US history, uh, we, f- we feel it. Um, and I know that's, that's old news already, because there's already more that's happening. But it's not all bad news everywhere. Uh, there is change happening, too. And I think it's easy to m- miss that if we don't talk about it. <coughs> so I have been talking about it. We've been talking about it on Ridge Ave. And because we, we need to remind each other that change is possible. It's hard, but it is possible. I know last week in your meeting here, you watched Cory Booker's uh, campaign video, Thinking About Change, and he taps into our desire for, to rise from the mess that we're in. Think about how hard it is for you to change in your own life, like any pattern, personally, much less in society. Uh, did anybody make a New Year's resolution? Some people? No, not too many. Are you, you don't have to raise your hand, but are you still keeping it? We're, we're just into February. Um, even when we do make changes in our lives, we don't always get the results that we want right away. I was at my daughter's winter concert at her school a couple weeks ago, and I was laughing about this with the woman sitting next to me. We started chatting, and she told me that she always gets to these events late and has to sit in the back, and it's always disappointing to her because she tries to take photos or videos of her daughter, and it's always like a sea of heads in front of her. Uh, or it's like someone's device being held up, you know, like rec- they're recording in front of her. So she never gets a good picture. And she, ha- she has a sixth grader named Aaliyah. I have a fifth grader named Aaliyah. So we hit it off, you know. Um, and we had this time to chat because she actually got there early this time. And to get a good seat, she was intentionally changing her pattern. And she told me what it took for her to do that in her, in her daily routine. And then when the concert started, of course, she started recording. But not long in, it became apparent that her daughter was going to hold up her music binder too high the whole time. So from our view, like our good seats right down in front, you know, the angle was that she couldn't see her daughter's face at all. So for the whole concert, that's, that's the way it was. She didn't get like one glimpse of her daughter singing the whole time. And, and, and she, was just, um, she was just laughing. I hadn't even noticed yet what was going on, 
but I could feel her shaking next to me. So I looked, I'm like scanning for her daughter to see what was happening, and I realized, sure enough, the whole concert like this. So even when we work hard to change our own patterns of behavior, it doesn't always um, bring the outcome that we want right away. And I know that she wished she could have her daughter go back and do it again differently. And if any of you are a parent, you probably recognize this as a common experience in parenting, that changing our patterns is hard enough, but then like we're responsible for helping shape our children's patterns too. And in, in my household, we have this practice of gently prompting our, our kids, try that again. So when they're testing out like certain behaviors or I want them and I want them to do it differently or make a better choice, I tell my kids with just enough like warning in my voice, um, Try that again. And it's a chance to pause, you know. It's a, it's, it's a moment for them, a cue for them, a little warning to think about what they're doing and go back and make a different choice that might yield a different outcome instead of the inevitable path that they're on. Um, but I'm sure that you don't have to be a parent to get the importance of this we could all probably look back at 2018 and wish that we could do parts of it over again or like try to do something differently, go a different way, end up in a different place than we are right now. That is the whole idea of New Year's solution, resolutions, right? We look, we reflect back on where we've been and where we're going and we make a conscious choice to change and to go a new direction but it is hard to do. It's hard to change. So I wanna talk about uh, how just encountering who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing is an invitation for us to be changed. But first, here's my example um, from my own life that got me thinking about what change, what it's like to change and how that works for me. Um, I'm going to physical therapy right now for chronic pain that I've had in my feet for years. And the therapist told me it's not actually your feet. Uh, although the problem is manifesting there, she said it has to do with my hips and my core strength. Some of you might know this already from your own experience. I, so she, she's giving me these exercises to do and she keeps telling me Try it again, and when you do, think about doing it this way. Engage these muscles. And it's kind of amazing, really, that just, just thinking about how I'm doing the exercise changes the muscles that I'm using. Physical therapy is a lot about relearning how to do things, and I can actually perform the action that she tells me to do but she's helping me to do it differently and engage different muscles. My, my default way of functioning bypasses the muscles that I have been given to use. And because I have been using these certain muscles, I, have, I haven't been using these certain muscles, the rest of my body compensates 
by working harder and then feeling fatigued and causing pain. So physical therapy has opened up this whole new world for me. And I'm aware that I can move in my body in a different way using different muscles. And the more I use that awareness and engage those muscles, the chronic pain that I've had is eased and I'm less tired. And I told her, this, this is changing my life. But it is hard to be that conscious. When you've moved in your body for a certain way for a long time, it turns out that every moment is an invitation to do it differently. I kind of think that goes for anything, really. Humans are generally creatures of habit. And there has to be something that motivates a change. For me, the foot pain and muscle fatigue caused me to recognize my need to try something new. There's a story recorded in the Gospel of Luke about Simon, who's a fisherman, who becomes one of the disciples of Jesus. And in this story, Jesus essentially tells him to go back and do it again. This is an opportunity for Simon to change. The whole encounter was like a, like a pause and try it again. And it led to very different outcomes. But before we read the story, uh, I think it's worth noting that tradition says that the book of Luke is recorded, that this book is recorded by Luke, who is a doctor. So I think it's safe to assume that it's written with a level of attention to detail and care that a physician needs to have. And he says at the beginning of his book why he's writing all, all of this down. He says that many others have been compiling writings, and after investigating everything carefully, he decided to write an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among them. His stated purpose was that the reader could have confidence in the soundness of the teaching they received. And I think this goes for us too. We are, we're not just blindly accepting concepts of what our faith is about. We can go back to the Bible and see Jesus more clearly. Uh, and because I think we need confidence too. And the Bible is a source of revelation of God to us. So let's see what is revealed to us through this story. Can somebody read this out for us? One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. 
From now on, we will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Thank you. That was Luke 5, 1 through 11. So Jesus is teaching on the shores of the lake, and it gets so crowded that he asks Simon if he can use his boat. Simon's there at the lake because he's just been fishing all night, and he's cleaning his nets to go home. And the first thing Jesus does is get in his boat. Right when Simon is tired and weary, Jesus gets into his boat and he asks him to relate to him. This is in the middle of Simon's life and work. He says, I'm in this with you. Relate to me. I'm doing something here. I'm getting next to you as I do it. And Jesus asks him this small request to push off from the shore. But Simon has more work to do. He's cleaning his nets. He wants to go home. This is the end of his work day. And Jesus comes into Simon's rhythm with something to say. He's, he's teaching a lot of people, actually. But it's not just about a teaching moment from Jesus. He finishes with the crowd, and he says to Simon, row out farther into deep water and drop your nets. Do it again, Simon. But Simon is weary and tired. He has done what he's always done and actually has nothing to show for it. But Jesus is right there with him, inviting him to do it again. And with Jesus in the boat, the whole picture changes. Only Simon doesn't know that yet. He's basically like, what's the point of doing this again? He addresses Jesus with this polite term of master. It's like a respectful address. He didn't, and he didn't hide his resistance. This instruction didn't make any sense. He says, we've worked all night and we've caught nothing. To the crew that has just been out with Simon, this must have seemed absurd and like a waste of effort. Why, why would he go back and do it again? Simon knows what to do, actually. He, he's been doing it, and he already knows what the outcome is going to be. So what he doesn't know is that this is about what Jesus wants to do, and that actually changes everything. Simon's efforts aren't the whole picture here. Jesus wants to draw Simon's attention to something else. It's kind of like my physical therapist saying, try it again this way. Jesus is drawing Simon's attention to Jesus' mission. And he's inviting Simon into a, like a whole new way of living and moving and working in the world. But Simon doesn't know that yet. He's, he's just used to doing things for his own reasons and on his own strength. But he respectfully agrees to go back and do it again. Simon says, because you say so, because of your word to me, I will do it. Simon was listening respectfully to Jesus' words to the crowd for some time, and I, I assume he was still sitting in the boat the whole time because when he finishes, Jesus is done with the crowd and he turns to Simon. When Simon does what Jesus says, even just out of respect, even if it was with reservation and doubt, Simon's eyes were opened to who Jesus was. He took this step of faith 
believing that Jesus' words, word is for him, and he does it. He follows through. And then when he did, when he obeyed, something happened that was so much bigger than Simon and his fishing boat. The catch was overflowing. He had, he had to call his other partners and, for help, and their boats were so full that they began to sink. But it was not about the fish. The revelation of God to Simon had to do with Jesus and himself. His eyes were opened to himself and Jesus. We know this because he says, Lord. Peter's not merely being respectful like when he said master earlier. He's, he is now reverent. Something was revealed to his heart. And he says, he says, go away from me, I'm sinful. I think he recognized how unworthy he was to be in the presence of the divine. And it says he was afraid, kind of not unlike the reactions of everyone else in scripture when they're like visited by an angel. The first reaction is one of fear. And Jesus responds, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. Jesus revealed himself as the divine, and he told Simon, you're going to be a part of what I'm doing here. From now on, you're fishing, but you're doing it a different way. And because of his encounter with Jesus and this revelation of God to him, he would do what he knows how to do, but in a to on a totally different mission. He would participate with Jesus in the work that Jesus was sent to do. That was his change in direction. So I think if we want to be about change in our lives in 2019, in ourself and in the world, let's look for the revelation from God here. Jesus isn't just relating to Simon. Luke recorded this carefully so that we too could confidently receive some revelation. And, you know, we all have our own boats, a place where you're laboring and weary perhaps with not much to show for it. Uh, we might be trying to go back out and do it again, try harder on our own. With our work, with finances, with our health, our marriage, parenting, whatever it is, the invitation here is to pay attention in a new way. Engage differently. Jesus is near to you. Let Jesus get into your boat. He's doing something so much bigger than you personally. But he's near to you because he wants you to relate to him. There's a personal invitation from Jesus. When we listen and respond, our eyes are open to the divine, but also to who we are. Our hearts change. I don't think it's about what we are striving for. The result of this great catch of fish actually isn't what the story is about. The change in direction is Simon's heart. He saw himself and his need in a new way, and he saw Jesus. He was humbled. He was afraid. He didn't understand the meaning of this divine revelation to him until Jesus said, Come follow me. Come with me. 
think when we read the Bible, we, we get a clearer picture of who Jesus is and how he relates to us. Like Simon, we, we might recognize in a new way that we are sinners, but the response from Jesus is not condemnation. It is an invitation. He respond, his response reveals God's heart. I have come near to you. You recognize your sin, but don't be afraid. You will fish, but you'll fish with me. This is about what Jesus wanted to do. Simon received a calling to change directions, to be on a mission with him. Use what you've been given, but use it with me. So even if it feels like a small fishing boat, or even if it doesn't make sense to us or the people around us, um, even if we feel resistance, we can take Jesus at his word and follow. Don't be afraid. Take the step of faith. Use everything that we are and everything that we have to be on a mission with Jesus. And he knows that we want the fish, but we don't even need them. When we're on a mission with Jesus, God provides in ways that we can't predict or understand. We all grow weary. We feel our weaknesses. We come up with empty nets. But the invitation from Jesus is to use everything, every muscle, to consciously engage with the mission. And it changes our hearts, and miraculous things happen, and that changes the world. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.